Hello, my friends. Welcome to a bonus episode of Word Made Digital, trying to bring you both the pre-recorded content, but also stuff that feels a little bit more time sensitive in this world we're living in where things seem like they're changing day by day. And so wanting to keep things fresh and relevant for you as we continue to give you also significant content in the bigger story of communications and, um, you know, how we can be communicators and creatives telling the best news in the world. We can't miss also though these moments to talk about the current things we need to address. So this is an episode about race and the digital space for Christian leaders. So we're going to be talking to my friends Bart Aniston and Chris Chase. They both have experience as communicators, creatives, marketing guys, all that kind of stuff. And uh, they're going to help us understand a little bit more of what, what they would say from their own perspective about as men, uh, black men from Canada, a non-American perspective on uh, what we can do as the global church community around these huge issues that are right in front of us right now around race, racial reconciliation, and um, the conversations we need to have about how to make things right, really, for people um, who have systemically been uh, oppressed for a really long time. So, uh, I won't say too much more, but thanks so much, of course, to Compassion Canada. They're doing so much in the world right now for all things COVID-19. I don't know if you know, but for the first time in a century this year, poverty is going to increase in the world instead of decrease. They're doing something about COVID-19 in the world. I think about if you don't even have access to basic housing security, job security, or um, you know just hygiene practices because you live in a, a place that doesn't have any of that, um, how much the pandemic would be affecting your life right now since this is such a global experience. So they are on the ground, the local church, faithfully serving. They did that before. They're doing it right now, and they're going to be there after COVID-19. Your gift is going to help them make that possible. Go to compassion.ca slash COVID. And also Wycliffe College, you're looking to learn, grow, be challenged. I'm part of teaching a course right now called Church and Technology. I'm having so much fun in this class, this online community we're having and wrestling through implications of church and technology, just like we do all the time here on this podcast. So we'd love for you to check out the lineup of courses, whether you want to take a whole degree or just a course uh, to grow as a disciple, to grow as a leader. So go to wickliffecollegeca slash word made digital. All right, I'm going to throw now into the conversation that I had on Facebook Live in the Digital Church Facebook group with Bart and Chris. Let's go. Welcome to the Word Made Digital podcast with Joanna LaFleur. You're listening to season four, sponsored by Compassion Canada and Wycliffe College. Word Made Digital brings you interviews with Christian creatives and communicators to inspire, challenge, and equip you in your own work. The church has the best news in the world, so we want to help you be the best communicators in the world. Here we go. We are live on Facebook, on the Facebooks. And I think that a bunch of people are probably going to catch this later. Um, so I think it'll start like notifying people to say that we're here. But uh, we're now live on the interweb. And uh, gentlemen, thank you so much in like a hectic, emotional week for joining for a few minutes here. Just wanted to, for can you, can you guys introduce yourselves first? Who are you? And then I'll just jump in with a few questions. 
Sure. Uh, uh, my name is Bart Aniston. Um, I spent the last 10 years of my life working um, in church media and marketing. Uh, I now run a marketing agency. I live in Brampton, GTA area. Um, and I have a family, and you might hear some of my kids running around. <laughs> yeah, it's liable to happen, but that's kind of uh, my deal now. Yeah. Uh, and my name is Chris Chase. I've uh, uh, been a pastor uh, for almost 18 years. I've worked in churches in the GTA and in Oshawa. Uh, more recently, I uh, was on staff at um, our fellowship, uh, Pentecostal Families of Canada, one of our Bible colleges in eastern Ontario. Um, spend most of my time uh, communicating, speaking in, in various uh, places uh, in Ontario and in our nation. Uh, when I'm not doing that, uh, husband, father of two, and co-host of a popular YouTube show called The House of Commons Show. Yeah, okay, let's start there. Because um, the whole thing I wanted to jump on digital church with is we want to talk to leaders. I mean, this is a huge conversation. There's lots of ways this conversation could go, but we're trying to focus on race and the digital space, mobilizing people right now you know, what's, what's helpful, what stuff is like really not helpful and you just wish everyone would stop doing it. You know, big, it's kind of a wide open question, but really focusing in like the digital communication that we're all a part of, uh, right now. So, um, first of all, tell us about the podcast. Um, I'll, I'll go with that. Hey, Bart, is that okay? So we have, um, so we have a group chat. There's, uh, Bart, myself, and 10 other guys, or nine other guys, and we have this group chat where we talk about literally any and everything at the exact same time. So it goes from, uh, it goes from, hey pal, so there's my, talking about kids in the background, there you go, it's happening, and it's happening already. It's all good. Um, where we talk about from everything from, from sports to culture to theology to church life to random asides to literally like playing the dozens and making fun of each other all the time. Like it's, 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 a, it's a riot. And one of our friends, his name is Adam Hoskins. Uh, he said, you know what? Well, we shouldn't actually make this into a show. Now, what we wouldn't have known at the time is that COVID would have gone on for as long as it did. Now we're all going into the third month of being uh, on in not quarantine, but in physical, physical distancing parties of no more than five people. So on and so forth. We wouldn't have known that. At the time when he brought this up, it's the beginning of COVID and we're just in our houses and there's there's nothing to do. We have we have the free time to do it. And we made some ground rules in terms of uh, what we were going to talk about, what we weren't going to talk about, how we were going to stand up for each other when somebody would, would say something publicly, how um, because there's 10 of us, we're one voice. We have different opinions, but we're one voice when it's public, that sort of thing. Um, and we, we filmed the pilot on Zoom. We filmed the pilot episode. And we finished the episode and we were like, okay, there's something here. There's something worth actually building off of. And we are now, you know, you talk about the business of our, of our lives. We are five hours and change away from filming our seventh episode, uh, which means after this, Bart and I both go into prep mode in different ways and different things because we're filming and then it goes to Bart to edit for, for, for video. <laughs> what, buddy? Oh, that's fantastic! But uh, um, and from from there we go to post production and podcasting and everything like that. But it really started off of we realized that there was a conversation that was happening, and there wasn't a, there wasn't an invitation to be at, at, at a table. So really, the ten of us decided 
what if we make the table ourselves and invited people, invited people to be in on it? Maybe they don't sit at the table, but they get to actually observe what happens when we are at the table. So that's sort of the the the, the genesis of the House of Commons show. And, it's, and the crazy thing is, it's caught on. And I don't even know if we realized how valuable it would be. And sorry, I'm talking a lot because no, I'm, I'm good, a lot good. of emotion. It's um, I don't obviously we wouldn't have known what the world would have been like before, but we have been perfectly and I'll use the word divinely set up to speak to this. And it's not just one monolithic black voice. It's 10 distinct different uh, voices that are speaking to issues from various sides of the table. And so the fact that, you know, we just thought we went from is Michael Jordan greater than LeBron James to be able to talk about these sort of issues in terms of race and reconciliation and where we go forward as, as, as churches and as leaders is beyond me. Bart, anything else you want to add? I mean, I agree the timeliness of this, when you guys rolled out your first few episodes, you wouldn't have known that you'd go from basketball to race, uh, you know, race issues, the murder of a black man on the streets, you know, within, within a few episodes, um, it's become so significant. Episode, four, episode three is when we kind of, we had that uh, Ahmaud Arbery. And ever since then, it's almost, um, I described it to some friends earlier. I said, it's kind of like a rock. We're trying to steer a rocket ship. And it's really hard to steer a rocket ship because, again, you got 10 people who are all pastors, A-type personalities, who are all want us to do be well and have are very vocal. And at the same time, we're trying to manage the marketing of it and the media of it and um, and make sure we're, we're representing our subset well. You know, we're Christian men, Canadian, um, black, all these things, and we have to represent those things um, appropriately. And I think that's where uh, this is kind of a, a, a diamond in the rough. Like we're, we're, I really call it like bootstrap. We are hungry to have the hard conversations, um, and we we egg each other on to kind of dig deeper. So that's kind of the beauty of it, and um, it's a lot of work to produce and to make it happen. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're we're nothing without Bart. Like Bart, <laughs> like like Bart, will, he will discount himself. But um, Bart is our in-house uh, 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 editor, and he's the one who creates. BT takes what we do, and he makes it available to people. And that's on top of running his own business. That's on top of being a husband and a yeah, father. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he he he's gonna hate the fact that I'm doing this, but I'm gonna put my yeah, mother over. Like we like we don't have this. Like, like I'm on a MacBook Air. I can't do the editing. I can't. It's impossible. <laughs> Everything that you see is Bart taking these ten distinct voices and then finding a way to create it from close up to wide shot and be able to then say like this. So, like, rocket ship is exactly it. But at the same time, we're all. It's all for one and one for all. Like, if my voice is too loud and someone says, "Chase, you gotta talk less." So that that guy can speak for, so that Jason can or O'Shea can, I'm good. Let's go for it because the 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 whole is bigger and more important than me. And none of us want none of us are using this to kind of say, oh yeah, by the way, I have a book that's out. I'm speaking over here. Like it's like it's all about the house, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, what you're seeing and illustrating, which, you know, the heart behind this whole digital church group that is small and growing. There's 
think about 380 members now. You know, I hope that it's going to grow because this is a timely medium. I mean, you're talking about something that you didn't know would be so needed when you started it. I mean, you wanted to do it because you knew there was something in it. There's so much charisma in this group of guys. Um, But this digital space has allowed you to go like farther with more voice and with more diversity and unity within your group within the house, as you say, than ever before. So, I mean, I, um, I want to get to, uh, uh, how you guys are doing and, um, you know, what you might exhort church leaders to do in this time. But, but just to start like what you, you're both coming from like a marketing, creative, digital communication background. So in regards to the moment we're in this cultural moment, um, the, the streets are full of people who are crying out for justice. Um, what can we do as digital as digital leaders in digital church, digital Christian leadership right now? Uh, I'll jump on. Yeah, I think I've been closest to helping a lot of church leaders think about this. Um, I got a lot of phone calls the last little bit. Um, Church leaders want to do something and they don't know if they're going to be received well and if they don't know if they're going to have an opportunity to make this a good interaction. And um, I think that's still the call of the church leader. Uh, We have to present the gospel and the love and the understanding and compassion that Jesus had, um, even through digital mediums, even through physical mediums. People are writing and protesting. And this is a perfect example of listening to your audience to determine your next steps. Mm. Um, So whether it's having a poll or having a online, like, you know, a a town hall meeting and deciding um, how how you can best serve the community. I think more than having um, an opinion or having a platform to speak specifically to an issue, I think what matters more than our live streams with other people talking about racism is what do you do between those video shoots? What do you do between the Sundays? And um, you could have a thousand people watch you speak about something, but I think the more important thing is to get to be active, to get up off of your seat and to go to where the people are. And I'm always reminded, you know, it's 2020 now. um, We got to go back to first century church tactics to make it work in this 21st century model. Um, And Jesus always went towards the problem. He went towards the issue and he went towards people in general. This is a human race issue specifically about black people. And I think wherever you can, if you're a church leader, go towards black people, make yourself available. And if you show up with hands opened up and saying, I'm here to listen, I'm here to learn. If you show up um, with saying, how can we best um, put something together, whether it's a video or a message or a teaching that can best serve the community, you're always going to, um, I think, do more good than harm in the long run. And I I would add to that, before you're writing and talking and doing things digitally, this is is the perfect time to do a personal inventory on your own view. Because you might be able to say something in a digital space that, but it doesn't, you don't, you don't agree with in your personal space. And, and so you, you, and if you are pastoring or if you are leading a church, 
that has multicultural in it, even if there's one person in that church that is non-white, um, it then forces you to say, like, so what do I think about this? When someone says this statement, why do I get up? Why do I get tense? Why am I? Why is it that when I see this, my my instinct isn't towards justice, but it's towards defending? It's towards this. It's towards that. Because you could people could post and say things all they want, but the proof is in the pudding six months from now, right? The proof is in the pudding uh, a year from now, and I think what's happening with what in our world right now is it really is forcing people to come face to face with the biases that they have because we can't go anywhere else really like we're stuck in our home. So we can't just kind of walk away and that's it. We can't turn it off and then go to the gym or go to the mall. Like we have to look in the mirror all the time. So if you're a digital creator, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, if you're a writer, if you're a poster, with all that sort of stuff, like we have, we all have to check ourselves. We all have to check our personal biases. We all have to do the research so before a church puts an MLK quote, get the context of the quote, right? Like we like to sanitize certain things. And there are certain moments where Dr. King was very, very, very hard line on certain issues of, of racial injustice, right? So before you quote this, like read, read up on stuff and ask questions. I, um, I, I Bart and myself and the other guys in the house, like we've kind of all been like, so who called you? What's your, what, so you're doing that? You're, you're here, you're there. Okay. So I won't do that when you do that. Like that's what's happening right now because people are asking the questions. If you are making statements before you're asking questions of people who are going to check your worst impulses because you're trying to protect your church and its reputation, you might have to then retract and then recircle back because you said it really wrong. And there's grace. People are good. At, people are going to say things, and they might not get it right. But there's a difference between not saying it right because you're trying, and not saying it right because you didn't care about the person in the room who might be hurt by what you said or not said. Right, well, guys, this is so good. I mean, what you're continuing to say in in lots of different ways is like what you do in a digital space has to work or has to mirror what your analog world looks like, your real life, your real relationships, an inventory of <laughs> what you have really done or said or lack thereof uh, in your life. I love I love that challenge for all of us, for myself, um, for all of us as Christian leaders who, um, for a lot of us, when this issue comes to light, we think about it. And then when it goes away, we get to not think about it anymore. And so it's this it's this thing where, OK, so like it's like put your money where your mouth, you know, it's just whatever the stupid phrase is, put your money where your mouth is. There's probably a better way of saying that. But, um, you know, be consistent and have an integrity. If you're going to care about justice, you actually have to care about justice 365 days a year. Martin Luther King called it the appalling silence of good people. Right. Like you're good people who are, are well intentioned, but because it's not top of mind, because it doesn't affect their day to day, it's silence and the silence is complicit. So that's where um, when you are in a position of privilege and you also do that, it, all those things are heightened. So it's different for when a regular person um, is complicit by silence versus, let's say, a pastor or a leader or somebody with authority is, compl- is complicit b- by their silence. I think it amplifies the wrong message. Right. 
Um, you know, again, a lot of people here are on staff of churches or involved in ministries, but they may not necessarily be the senior leader. Um, and so it's, it's probably a question that in every category, how can you be part of positive change in an organization when you're not the ultimate uh, gatekeeper? Um, you know, what are some ways, um, uh, maybe, maybe you have an example or maybe just a simple thing like to encourage people to, to use their own voice, to use their own position, privilege, advocacy. I, I think that, you know, to start, one, all of like, if you're watching this on, on Facebook Live or if you're going to watch this in another medium, we all have uh, our own pulpits. And I, I go back to the, the, the five I said earlier about like the proof is in the pudding because it'll come out eventually. Because I've seen pastors say things in their church Facebook and church website and church posts. And then I've also read things in their personal Facebooks and personal Instagrams and see them in conversations, and the two don't add up. And they they huh. sign themselves that, well, I've, I've blanketed myself with this statement by my church, which then allows me to say, well, what about violence against, and what about these statistics? And and that's, that's the silence hurts, but the hypocrisy finding themselves is even more hurtful because these are people who I've sh- shaken hands with. These are people who have, I've, I've broken bread with and to know that that's in the depth of who you are is even worse. So you, you, one, you do have your own platform, but from a, from a, from a church platform, what I've, what I've learned from examples, even the last couple of days is I, some of the invitations that I've had to be a part of these conversations with different churches is because a digital person was like, I pay attention to this person's life and I know you have an idea, but what if we leverage this? And what if we brought, brought a Chris Chase? a Bart Addison, an Adam, Ho- uh, an Adam Hoskins, a Stephon Watson, a Calvin Ford. What if we brought this person in? Because a lot of uh, some senior leaders, they don't know that there are people who speak on these issues out there. They don't know. And so the natural thing is I'm a senior leader. I'm going to speak to this on my own, and I'm not going to call or talk to anybody. And I think it's the digital leaders, and no, more often than not, like you said, they're not the lead. They kind of, they're the ones who bring suggestions. It's those ones, and we're, many of us are of the same age and elk and, and style and substance, and so we're in that same world together. And so we're reaching out, saying, "Like, would you talk? Would you be a part of? How can I? Can we bring you in?" And it's it's um, it's using your influence to like our digital pastors, our digital leaders. You on this call, you have more of the ear of the father being the lead pastor than anyone else right now. Mm-hmm. When we went from on on site to online you became the de facto number two, whether it's on paper or not. And so you have the ability with your, with your influence to say, have you met my friend and, and have them be a part of the, of the discussion. Your, your influence, uh, rightly or wrongly, uh, is, is paramount right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you name, maybe it's hard to do off the top of your head. If not, we can put it in some comments, you know, a couple people that you follow, who should we follow talking about these digital leaders? Um, it's maybe, maybe I'm throwing, maybe it's hard without like getting their Instagram handles or whatever. It's fine. If you don't know it off the top of your head, we can uh, throw it down in the afterwards. Um, Oh, I I do know some, uh, Bart Aniston, Adam Hoskins, Timothy Stills, the House of Comics show. This guy is relentless, man. Subscribe <laughs> on, on, on YouTube or follow us on podcasts on Spotify or on iTunes. That's it. That's hey. it. 
That's it. Well, there we go. No, I mean, it starts, but it starts there, right? I mean, it really does. I mean, especially if people are in a Canadian, I mean, there's people in this group from different countries, but in a Canadian context, or even maybe I just would say a non-American context, um, I think it's a significant voice in the, in this dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Let's follow these guys. We're going to tag that all up. Yeah, there are more, and we can leave them in, in the chat. There are there are many, yeah. uh, but uh, to start those those would be the guys who I would start with. Yeah. Hey, I was. Uh, I want to. You know, I, I want to respect your time. We've been going for about twenty minutes here. Um, so, want to just wrap up? Just h- how are you? How can how can I pray for you today? How can we pray for you and the House of Common? And you know, um, are you tired? You pissed off? Oh, very tired. <laughs> Very tired. Drained. Yeah, I yeah. I got home from. I was with Sanctus today, uh, Joanna, uh, a church that you're uh, well connected to. And I got home and I went downstairs to talk to my wife. And I just that was the first time where the emotion of the entire like literally 13 days finally hit me. Mm. And I had a moment where it's like, <laughs> okay. And then right because it's, it's emotionally it's emotionally draining and it's. Um, there's there's not a lot of levity right now and even as a show we're trying to figure out so how do we turn the corner to bring some hope to people because we don't want to become the show that only talks about the the the, the bad stuff we we the reason people like us i think is because we are ourselves and we joke and we're we're, we're multifaceted but it is like uh it is a lot it is a lot and we're just a small piece of of a massive systemic puzzle yeah, I would say that if anything, uh, very worn out, um, and you know, just I also have kids who are wondering like, why are you so much busier? Like, and like yeah. this is like my third yeah. call of the day um, in terms of talking about this, and I feel like it's kind of a responsibility. We've we've done such a good job um, collectively talking about these issues and doing a good job of presenting them that I also want to respond to the call of when people are actually asking for help. Um, I think that's a very important part. And, you know, like both of, like many of us on, on the house of come are in multi or biracial relationships. Um, and we, we have this, there's many layers to the way things can affect us because we are also, you know, having in-depth conversation with our spouses and, or our children and with ourselves. So we're steeped in this conversation right now, which is not necessarily bad, but it does weigh on you. And the only thing I can think of is, uh, thank God when all of this stuff happened, I had uh, 10 other guys on a group chat that I can talk to, that we can let out our frustrations. And we know that we have an outlet every single week for about three hours long to record and talk about and vent and um, kind of find some resolve. And, uh, you know, we always start out with a, uh, with a word of prayer and we always, we always commit what we're doing to, to find some resolve to ourselves and to, to, Offer it up to say, listen, God, this is for you. This this show is a from a Christian perspective of ten black men trying to talk about subjects um, that matter to us. And with all yeah. that, you know, we we are just um, pieces to this puzzle. And uh, I. I I hope and I pray for the day when we are in heaven, in our heavenly bodies, when all of this won't matter and all of this will be resolved. But that's the only way we can have resolution is through Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 um, 
you know, Bart's talking about the 10 guys and I can't help but get like legitimately emotional about it because there are so many who don't have what we have. And it's not 10 guys who decide to make a show. This was 10 friends who were like, we could do this. And it wasn't like, okay, like an ad hoc weird thing. Like these are, these are my brothers. And so, um, you know, Mike, you know, we lean on each other. And I think that we, as a community, as a church community, we need to lean on each other. Um, we need to really do that. I'm, 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 I think I say that, I think one of us will say that after the end of every episode, like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. And we get to do this together. It's not Chris Chase doing his own podcast and that it's, or Bart's, even though Bart has his own podcast, more life podcast, check it out, download it. Let's go. The brand is strong. Let's go. Um, you know, it, it, it is. And again, he wouldn't put himself over. That's what his brother's for. Um, it's, it's the fact that at the end of the day, I can go to war. I can say something online. And before somebody could even say, well, what about all lives matter? There was nine guys going, Oh no, you cannot say that to him. That is the blessing of brotherhood. That yeah. we, we, none of us went to battle on our own. Uh, we, we go to battle together. And not that, not that an internet or person on Facebook is a battle. Relax everybody. But like when I feel at my lowest in the midst of this whole thing, right? Exactly. When I feel yeah. at my lowest in the middle of this thing, I know that I can go to the guys. And if I get, need to get checked, the guys are going to check me. Yeah. And if I need to be lifted up, the guys are going to lift me up too. I mean, basically, yeah, like, sorry. Like last week, uh, sorry, last week, Chris, you know, put on this ridiculous hat on the episode and we, we <laughs> had to check him for and make sure that he lives his right, you know, according, accordingly. <laughs> I'm never wearing that hat ever again, ever again. But the hat you got now looks like you got a Toronto NBA champs 2019. And I think, yeah. are they, oh, you both reigning champs. Cause is there a, is there going to be a final for this year? <laughs> yes. 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 They just announced today. Like I said, like I just posted good news for people who need good news. The NBA comes back officially July 31st. So the Raptors will now have the opportunity to go back to back and be two-time NBA champions. <laughs> and and if they lose, it doesn't matter because we just then whoever wins is an asterisk. It wasn't really counting because it's post-COVID. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Man, well, you know the what? Raptors win, <laughs> you know, we ignore the first two wins. It doesn't matter. I love it. I, <laughs> you know, I uh, I live right where I live in the center of Toronto, right where all the like party celebration stuff happened and you know nobody's going to bed till three four in the morning that night and uh it was one to remember that's for sure uh just even like that people could be together and celebrating something and be in the thousands or like there were like a couple million people that night and it was just like it is possible for large groups of people to get together and be peaceful. (laughs) Um, you know, but I love, thank you so much for what I feel like you're saying is that house of common is like you basically, you have a small group and you are letting us listen in. And what you're asking us to do is be the church around your small group. Everybody needs their community. You know, the small group of people who's going to hold them accountable, cheer them on, pray with them, cry with them, laugh with them, fight with them over who the best basketball player of all time is. But, uh, beyond that, (laughs) but you know, beyond it's, uh, it's your, you know, it's an invitation 
both digitally and in real life, most importantly, perhaps in real life, but reflected in our digital world, that we need to be the church, brothers and sisters, that when one part is hurting, the whole body hurts. Um, exactly. Yeah. Love you guys. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. And we'll tag so people can find you and find your work and all that stuff. We'll make sure to put that like somewhere in the comments below this. Sounds good. See you guys. Bart, Chris, all the guys at House of Commons podcast, thank you so much for your work. I want people to go check it out. Go check out House of Commons. And I'll link it down in the show notes, of course. Next episode, we have and sort of back in the regularly scheduled program, Nona Jones, who's the head of global faith-based partnerships at Facebook. So she's an executive at Facebook working with Christian groups specifically and, you know, other faith groups. She's an African-American woman who's really defied a ton of stats in her life about where it started and where it should have ended up, but she met Jesus and really her life transformed from there. And she's going to talk to us about social leadership, how to lead in digital spaces. I think it's a significant conversation always and especially in this moment that we're in. So thanks to uh, to her for joining us next week. Thanks to Bart and Chris for this bonus episode. And thanks to Compassion, who is sponsoring this season of the podcast. You can go to compassion.ca slash COVID to donate today. They urgently need our help. And you can go to wickliffcollegecca slash digital to check out all things, courses, and content to learn and grow through Wycliffe College online while you might be stuck at home more than you'd like to. Okay, everyone, see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Word Made Digital podcast with Joanna LaFleur. If you like this content, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode, rate it, and share this episode with your friends. Head over to wordmadedigital.com for more free tools and helpful content for creatives and communicators. We love helping you communicate the best news in the world. 